And it's fantastic because it has all of the world's pioneering technologies that are consumer facing. And over the years, it has been just phenomenal. I remember going back, I think it was like 2017, maybe or 26, I can't remember, one of those years. You know, I was and I was I was riding in a self-driving car. I was literally sat in the back seat, no one in the driver's seat, and the car was driving around. Are we recording yet? Yeah, we're still recording, honey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We are professionals. Uh, So Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the megatrends and opportunities reshaping our world. Good morning and welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Now, you might not remember this face, but I'm Sam Volkering, your editor, and uh, here with Shay Russell, my co-editor. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I, uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, and Twitter, I, I haven't been murdered, uh, I haven't been kidnapped, and I haven't gone off to shoot a six-month-long Hollywood blockbuster with Tom Cruise. Uh, I've just been on holiday, and I'm back. So whether that's a good thing or bad thing in your view, too bad. I am back and here with Shay to talk all things markets and investment and random musings of the world that we see uh, all designed to help you be a better investor. So Shay, um, I mean, I want to say welcome back, but I suppose that would be welcoming myself back. So can you like <laughs> give me a welcome back for, you know for a moment? Shay? It was getting a little bit lonely there talking into the microphone, staring at myself. It's really nice to have a person to actually talk to. However, in fairness, uh, the last podcast I did, I was over at my um, friends in Perth and he had a fire going in the background. So what nobody could actually see is that I was recording next to a fire. So that's probably the only time I didn't mind not having you there to talk to. Well, I mean, we got pretty close not too long ago when the fire alarm went off in my house. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's I'd like to think we got pretty close. But, no, a, a fire, that's, um, yeah, I don't know, I, I want to say impressive, but I don't feel like that's the right term. Uh, for recording in that situation. <laughs> anyway. Right, anyway, it's great to have you back. Do you know, I also Thanks. think people got a little sick of the commodities chat because it has been nothing but commodities for 14 days. So I'm pretty sure everybody is happy to have a little bit of a break from that. All right. Well, let me just get my notes and just cross out all the commodities chat that I had planned for today then. <laughs> um, well, no, what I wanted to talk to you about today. So, um, Last time I was on was a few weeks ago, and since then, I've been to two conferences. I know you've been to a few conferences, and I wanted to share with our readers, I guess, some of our experiences from those conferences because, you know, the last two, two and a half years, we haven't been able to do these things in person. All the conferences and and meetings and things that we've spoken at or presented at or whatever it might be have all been virtual, which are okay to a point. But in my view, on the balance, suck, really, uh, compared to, you know, in-person events, on location, what what we like to call boots on the ground research, I suppose. So um, I'll, I'll share with you mine in a, in a little bit. But sh- do you want to share with us what you've been up to, where, where you've been, what conferences you've been to, and, and some of your takeaways from, from those over the last couple of weeks? Or- uh, so the 
the last couple of months, so the most recent one I went to was the Australian Gold Conference, and that was in the first week of June, and then I was at the Resources Conference in the first week of May, which may have possibly been our last in-person podcast to get the sand. Um, so I did give everybody a bit of a rundown of the Gold Conference when I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, but I talked about the market specifically. However, what I didn't talk about was the benefits of attending a conference in person. And look, they do sound a little bit wanky. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word here, but they do. It sounds a little bit wanky to be... Too uh, late now. <laughs> too late now. Bleep over me. If you know, I'm Australian. You're probably used to it. Um, it, it, it. They sound like they're, you know, a junket and that it's a bit of a waste of time. But one of the things I find them invaluable for is access to industry knowledge. Um, you know, it's not just hearing like your peers speak to you in private conversations, um, but it's, it, you know, it's it's seeing the innovations, uh, it's seeing how people have progressed and it's uh, the amount of deals I've caught whispers of just standing on a conference floor, which can make certain companies a lot more attractive when you hear of those happening is very exciting. This is absolutely not insider trading, by the way. It's just... <laughs> I was absolutely just about to come out with a disclaimer. All information known is publicly available information and anything else that we get that isn't public information, we report straight away to the... Absolutely. Um, but no, it's access to industry knowledge that I really like. The follow-up from this is it gives me a good chance to talk to real people investing. And you'd be the yeah. same as me here, Sam. Like when you're staring at a big white screen all day with nothing, little black letters on there, you forget that you're actually talking to a person at the end of the line or you've lost sight of who you are talking to. So my big takeaway from these conferences is the industry knowledge, but also listening to what people want, hearing the questions that they want answered and how they want to go about you know, investing or, or what works for them because it, there's a wide demographic of people that go to these things. There's no mm. one type of investor. Uh, and I find that, especially from an analyst point of view, it's quite powerful to remember who you are writing to and what information they want to receive. Yeah, it's um, you, speaking about the breadth of, of people. So I've been, since we probably last spoke, I think I've been to three actually. Is I presented it to, I was presenting at the IX Investor Show uh, that was in London. Uh, I presented just last week at the iSport Connect Web3 Summit, uh, which was at the Emirates Stadium, Arsenal's uh, Arsenal football ground, uh, which I've never been to before, which is an impressive stadium. Actually, you'd, you'd be familiar with a similar stadium. So Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, which is a, a big Aussie football and cricket and stuff ground uh, right in the middle of the city is very, very similar to right. so uh, so you've got something to, to gauge it by uh, and then but then i was also uh, at the money 2020 conference in in amsterdam and um you know speaking of the breadth of people at the ix investor conference i've got to speak to individual investors and people looking to you know invest in markets things where at one point i almost got into a physical fight with somebody um which is probably a story for another day um but <laughs> not what i the first and only time i've ever experienced uh, that before okay um, I, I didn't instigate it, I, I might add, but sure, I certainly, course, um, certainly managed to put that fire out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet you weren't expecting that one. Neither no. was I, to be fair. Um, and then, you know, but again, talking to to investors, to to individual investors about how they go about investing and what they want to invest in, um, all the way through to, like I say, the iSport Connect one last week, where it was full of sports organisations and major brands, you know. There were people from organisations like the Premier League, uh, the NBA, uh, Coca-Cola, Unilever, um, you know, crypto networks like Tezos, um, Animoca Brands, 
you know, hmm. a, a huge broad breadth and, and an array of different people from different industries and different experts and different backgrounds and different knowledge sets. But the interesting thing with a lot of these these conferences is that, like you say, you get to sort of see and hear and understand the innovation and, and development and building that's going on in the industry and who's doing what and where it's happening and where the sort of centers for all that exist. And, and, and like you say, you kind of sniff out the opportunities that, that come with that as well. And you just don't get that. You don't get that ability to network, to sit at a lunch table and eavesdrop on somebody else's conversation. You don't get that at a virtual conference. Um, and while, yes, you know, they are fun and, you know, you, we get to travel and we get to sometimes go to some events where the drinks are free, um, that's, uh, that's a byproduct of, of what we're really there for, which is to, to have that boots on the ground experience with the people that are helping reshape or shape or build or create um, the future world that we're going to be living in. So I, I think they're invaluable, really, from my perspective. And I've, I've got at least another, they are at least another three planned for this year. What about yourself? You got Have you got much coming up? Yes. So I am off to the uh, Rural Investment Symposium in the last week of July. Now, this one's being held in Florida. Normally, it's held in Vancouver. Um so that's basically everything underground um, and it's sort of aimed at the explorer junior developer market. So I'm really excited about that one. I'm not excited about the four days worth of travel it's going to take me to get out of Australia to get to Florida to come back home for the four days of being at the conference. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one, especially too, because all my friends are there. Um, and there's probably all well, my friends are there and I haven't seen them in a couple of years. Uh, and you know, uh, I, I am absolutely going to brag about this, but it means I get to play pool with Jim Rickards again. And he and I haven't been able to do that in three years. Let me just pick up that name for you, Shane. You just <laughs> dropped this right here. There you, there you go. Um, but I can't believe, oh, and I'm actually presenting at a couple of workshops too this year. So I am excited about that, but this is going to sound really odd to talk this one up, but there's one at the end of the year called IMARC, and it's basically an international mining conference in Melbourne. Uh, and it's basically, it's trying to be the PDAC of um, Australia. So uh, for those who um, aren't familiar with PDAC, it's basically a massive explorer conference held in Toronto each year, which I'm really hoping to get to next year. And IMARC in Melbourne is hoping to do the same thing. Um, one of the things I love about the IMARC conference, which isn't coming up till the end of the year, so I will talk about that, but that's a really good chance for um, me keeping my ear on the ground for the local industry. So when I go to Florida, I'll get to keep my ear on the ground for the North American market, but IMARC for me is all about keeping my ear on the ground for what's happening with Australian resources. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty good. And I like Florida a lot for, for, for two reasons. Three reasons, actually. Um, Disneyland, mm. uh, Universal Studios, and some of the best golf courses in the world. So, you know, I'm sure you'll be utilising all three of those, right? Well, I'll just, it's being held at a, um, in a resort, a beachside resort this year. So I can absolutely assure you while I'm working, there will be the odd cocktail in hand by the pool. I might not actually see any of Florida or any of the golf courses. Fair enough. Maybe that's just me. But uh, yeah, so I've got a couple coming up as well. Uh, coming up, uh, I think it's uh, in a couple of months time is a big banking and finance one called Cybos, which I do go to quite regularly. It's sort of more traditional finance. And, um, and it's good to get to keep an ear to the ground as to what's happening in TradFi, so to speak. Because um, over the years, 
um, if you've been even slightly involved in cryptocurrencies, you've basically been um, sort of ushered to a secret room to eat lunch with all the, the other strange crypto people uh, while everyone else enjoys the really nice ones. But no, the, the conversation around that changes over the years. And it'd be interesting to see, particularly over the last couple of years, because one of the things I picked up out of Money 2020, right, was um, the pandemic has actually accelerated a lot of development in, in fintech. Um, and, and really push forward, particularly even around um, payments and mobile payments and things like that, is that people just don't, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but right here now in the UK, no one uses cash anymore. Like really, no one uses cash. And, and that's been accelerated because of pandemic, because of the pandemic, because people thought that you could get COVID from notes. Whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's accelerated the fact that people just don't use or carry cash anymore which is something I haven't done for a while. But anyway, this is one of the interesting things that's come out of the last couple of years. So keen to see what's going to happen uh, there. Uh, and then there's another one, Token 2049 is another big one that's a crypto-based one, which is usually towards the end of the year. But the one I'm really looking forward to, technically isn't actually this year, but it's the CES show in Las Vegas, which usually happens every year. So CES is con the Consumer Electronics Show. Mm, uh, they just call crazy. it CES though. And it's massive. It's trade and industry only. So if you're a member of the general public and you want to go check it all out, you cannot. So no, no entrance for you. <laughs> and um, and it's fantastic because it has all of the world's pioneering technologies that are consumer facing. And over the years, it has been just phenomenal. I remember going back. I think it was like 2017, maybe or 26. I can't remember. One of those years. You know, I was and I was I was riding in a self-driving car. I was literally sat in the back seat, no one in the driver's seat, and the car was driving around. Are we recording yet? Yeah, we're still recording, honey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals. Uh, so, uh, okay, you may notice just now there's a really awkward and rough cut. Uh, it's because my camera just dropped out and my audio. So I have no idea what I just finished talking about and what I'm going to start talking about. But I'm going to pick up somewhere around the fact that I think I was talking about all uh, the pioneering consumer technologies that happen at CES, um, which is a, like so amazing. Uh, like I said, self-driving cars, um, wireless charging networks which I'm not talking about like having your phone on a pad next to your bed. I'm talking about me standing here with my phone and it just charging in the air like magic. Um, it's, it's really cool. TV tech, um, phone tech, uh, cars, um, everything that you can think of when it comes to the world's pioneering technologies is at CES. So I'm really excited to be back at that in person. Uh, I'll be going back to that. That's usually literally like the first week of January. So not technically this year, but close enough to think that that's uh, one of the big ones that are coming up. So look, there's lots of stuff that we go to. There's lots of stuff that we go and see, people we speak to. And I think the key point is, it's not sort of to brag brag about us doing all this fun stuff. Um, it's, it's to show that it's important that when you're looking at any industry, commodities, technology, cryptocurrencies, whatever, that you get out there um, and don't just be a, a desk jockey and spend your entire life behind the screen doing it. And as an investor as well, a lot of these things are actually open for people to, to go and see. And although CES isn't because, you know, you've got to be 
you got to be on the inner sanctum with that one. Um, <laughs> the, the point is, is that you can get to a lot of them and it's worth it because what you pick up at, at a lot of these things from industry insiders and, and people that are working on, on a lot of this stuff um, is invaluable. You just don't pick it up in a, in a mainstream media report. Um, we try and relate what we see to, but being there in person as well, I think if you're, if you're serious about your investments and where you're investing and what you're investing in, then you should try and get to some of these conferences as well. Um, great. Um, I know we're probably getting near time when we need to wrap up, but on the technology front, and this is why these conferences do matter and they do sound like fun and there are fun elements to them. But one of the things I was blown away by iMark in 2019 was how it was showcasing the technology being brought into the mining sector. Simple thing was um, augmented reality and virtual headsets, for example. So what they were doing was rather than just showing you a 3D model on a computer, um, part of the augmented reality, and I might be using the wrong names here, so just bear with me. I'm, I'm not a tech, technophobe. I just don't know what to freaking call the stuff. Um, but they would have, you know, the the modeling, the ore body modeling as basically a um, projected image, like a 3D projected image into the screen. But the other, um, so that was one of the examples. Another one was autonomous trucks. So there was a guy from Sweden walking around. Um, he was a programmer of, you know, seven or eight ton trucks and teaching companies how they can integrate uh, further um autonomous vehicles into their minds. Uh, another one that I thought that was it's going to have huge uh, benefits for the industry because there's a lot of old timers who can't leave the industry because the skill set's not there is these virtual reality headsets. By ba being able to put a virtual headset on, a guy in head office in, let's say, Perth, for example, can actually talk through a junior how to operate plant and machinery or plant and equipment out on site because they can see they've got the same tools that they're using and they don't actually need to transfer staff, you know, thousands of kilometers away, which is, you know, can be a whole day's flight in Australia. So and you you wouldn't get that information in a technical report. Yes, they describe it, but until you can see the visual power that it's got, you don't really understand how it's game changing for how these businesses can run. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up that in particular because I'm expecting that this year's CES is going to be heavy on augmented and mixed reality stuff. You know, this is a, a, an area that we've been writing about for years now about this augmented reality experience coming to the world. Uh, the, the rumor is, is that Apple's going to release their own augmented reality headset at, for, in time for Christmas this year. Um, if that hits the market, expect that sector, everything to explode around it, things like the metaverse, um, you know, industry, like like big industry has actually been using this stuff, for, like you say, for quite some time in mining and, and engineering, but it's going to bleed out into, into the consumer world as well. Um, and that's going to be a huge area that I'm certainly looking at, continuing to look at and focus on because it's going to, once it, once a major device manufacturer like Apple comes out and says, you know what, this is how we see the future. And, and you know, Tim Cook's been talking about this stuff for years as well. Um, it's going to blow up in the mind of the consumer and subsequently the investor. So I think it's absolutely a really interesting and cool uh, section of, of, of what's coming down the pike that investors should be uh, looking at. So um, keen to hear as well, if, if anybody listening has thoughts on augmented reality or mixed reality, you know, where they see it going, you know, we're happy for you to write in and, and let us know your thoughts about the industry. And if there are 
opportunities you think that are coming up. We'd love to engage and, and get you to, to let us know what you see happening in this world or anything else, commodities, tech, whatever. Or if you've maybe been to a conference that you thought was really good that maybe you think Shay or I should maybe visit at some point in the future. Let us know. We'll come and say hi, share a coffee or a beer or something. <laughs> anyway, Shay's right. We've gone on far too long today for the Exponential Investor Podcast, but it's been a while. So, you know, there's a little catch-up thing going on here. So thanks, Shay. It's uh, been a pleasure, as usual. Good to be back. Great looking to forward to uh, Yeah, looking forward to our regular podcast uh, again going forward. Uh, thank you all for watching this week. We'll be back with you again next week with another Exponential Investor Podcast. Thanks for watching and bye for now. Thank you.